0: introduce ourselves. Hi, I'm Kay or Kevin. You can call me either. My pronouns are they, them. Uh, And I have a regular friend of the pod here with uh, with us on Port One Out.
1: My name is Marley. Uh, My pronouns are she, her. Um, I'm super happy to be back, especially for this movie that I love so much. And I feel like we've mentioned this before. Yes. This thing about me that everyone thinks is funny, which is that (laughs) um, I grew up watching Fried Green Tomatoes, and I love it a lot, um, and it was not until I dated a lady in college who laughed hysterically when she found (laughs) out that I thought that they were just best friends.
0: (laughs) Just gals being pals. Which is, we will get
1: into this, but I maintain that the movie inappropriately predicts the love between the two women because they never do. So much as peck each other, which is, yeah, yeah anyway, we'll get there. But. but they're hard eyes. They're hard eyes. They're hard eyes, yes. It's clear, but.
0: Yes. So, um, in case y'all are new to this, because we are on iTunes, what, what? I'm so excited I finally figured it out. It Hi, iTunes. too long. Um, this is a Poor One Out podcast, a podcast where we talk about um, characters that are Um, women love women, queer women characters, um, lesbian, bisexual, pansexual, etc. That get, uh, that die in their stories for one reason or another. Um, sometimes they participate in the barrier gay stroke, trope, but they are always said lesbians, (laughs) in my opinion. Um, or dead queer women, which it just happens too often. And we're talking about fried green tomatoes, talking about, hashtag sadness, Ruth's, Ruth's death. Her untimely death. Yeah. I know. I was trying to, like while we can like go through it like through the movie timeline but like it's hard to like gauge what age they're supposed to be at any given moment
1: well when the movie so I was thinking about that at two, and when the movie opens I, that's when I was most jarred because I don't I didn't have a good uh, recall of that part mm-hmm. so I guess I was like wow I think I'm looking at Iggy around 10 yeah and I guess that would make Ruth, probably like a teenager, like maybe not older than 15.
0: Yeah. So I
1: guess that makes sense for like once they, I don't remember how many years they say it is until the summer that she comes back, but Yeah. I always assumed they started at like maybe Iggy at like 19 or 20 and Ruth yeah. mid-20s.
0: Yeah. I know. I think that they're actually probably only like a few years apart because I th- imagine that Buddy is only like 15. Yeah. And then, so, like, I was, like, so Ruth's 14, and then, like, Eddie's like, 10, so they're, like, four years apart. Yeah. Because then she got married, like, Ruth got married, like, quote-unquote, like, old. Yeah. For the time. Mm -hmm. At, like, 21 or something. I think she was avoiding it because she's gay. (laughs) Because Frank's
1: the worst. (laughs) Oh, my
0: God. I think I'm going to, like, count, like, the amount of times that I just say like fuck Frank, Buck there Frank. Was like, <laughs> all of them were the worst all the men
1: were the worst except Pretty for Big much. George and Buddy oh, just like everyone sucked
0: they all sucked Grady Everybody
1: was, was fine he was like a 5 out of 10 I would say as a human he, like,
0: yeah he took a while cause they like ah okay should yep. we go through the let's movie in order sure I took so many notes you
1: took way more <laughs> notes than I did so please like let's go through your notes I really just took notes on like the beginning psychological (laughs) implications of itgy. And then really, I I got like too sucked in to keep on going. So
0: yeah, I love, so like the whole movie like opens on that image of them. We know that this movie is about a death and they kind of like couch it. And they do this in the book too. (laughs) Couch. Mm -hmm. Uh, They kind of (laughs) propose it in like a um, murder mystery story, but it's not a story of relationship and love. Um, and it's Frank's, and we're like, who the fuck is Frank? And they're, like, pulling his, I don't, I think it's, like, a very iconic and, like, beautiful image, the way that it's, like, this, like, brown truck just, like, being pulled out, upside down, out of the river, and then we're, like, are like, and then, like, this is the story of, like, how this happened, Mm -hmm. and, like, they keep, like, throughout the movie, they're, like, this is the story of how Frank Bennett died, but, like, really, you're, like. No one gives a fuck about friends, no living or dead. Literally, no one. No one could care less, including um, the judge. Including, I, I could give a good goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> Georgia oh Justice. God. I know. Oh my god, I love it. Um, and then so my first note is because then we see we're introduced, I think, to the couches right after that. Ed and Evelyn, mm-hmm. Evelyn played by Kathy Bates, Ed by I don't care because Some I didn't care about Ed. Yeah. Um. And, like, my first note, because I, like, I always think it's hysterical when I introduce, like, ninny thread good. It's just like, did you know they took my gallbladder out? Yeah. <laughs> just yelling like, across the yeah. empty. I know. Yeah. I was like, what a, I gotta, <laughs> once I eventually get my gallbladder out, that's how I'm starting every <laughs> friendship and conversation. Did mm-hmm. you know they took that out? Mm-hmm. Like, they stole it from her. Which <laughs> I think is so funny. Where she's like, I needed that. I wanted to keep it. I needed that. <laughs> And then she's just, like, immediately, like, itchy fangirling. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. And then we go into the, like, baby butch igy scene. I just, <laughs>
1: my heart, like, went out to her because there's nothing worse than watching a kid be forced into this, like, any role, but obviously in this case, like, a very... Mm-hmm feminine, mm-hmm. like, heteronormative role yeah. of having to wear this stupid dress. And it, she just, it was, like, humiliating. Yeah. It's so humiliating, and I hate it. So yeah. I love that she instantly rebels, like, she has none of it.
0: I know. And it just, like, and I like that the rest of the family, like, could tell they're, like, she's going to be embarrassed. Yeah. We're going to try and get her to wear this dress. Everyone shut your fucking, don't say she looks gorgeous, because yeah. that would always, it made me think of me when I was a kid too, where, like, people would be, like, on, like, Easter, and I'd be in, like, my, like, Easter bonnet and, like, gown that my mom chose for me and my sister, and people would be, like, oh, my you look so pretty, and I'd be, like, ugh, this is the worst, this is why I hate wearing dresses, yeah. and then, like, Iggy's older brother, Julian... Just, like, making fun of her, like, yeah. immediately. And, like, I is that her older sister, then, I guess, who's getting married?
1: I assume so. And this is something yeah. that I wanted to get out of the way early, because, again, like, you're going to have to make sense of this. Yeah. I know, logically, and I know that in the book,
0: mm-hmm. that
1: Nini and Edgy are not the same person. But it just confuses me that then, yeah. like, why is Nini not a character in the... Well, I mean, I guess if you tell a story, mm-hmm. but she has no part of it. Like she tells it almost as though she's the, an invisible, like ghost. Yeah. And so, but again, like, you. It's interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I definitely think the movie, and again, I haven't read the book. I think the movie is a little more purposeful in making you think that maybe Nini and Itchy are the same person. Yes. Because it's just a more yeah. magical way to end a movie. Yeah. But um. But but I know that they're not. So. Yeah, I guess, like, any person... I was trying to come up with people in that beginning scene. I know they say that she married Cleo. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So maybe one of those boys at the landing of the stairs is Cleo. And -hmm. Nini just somewhere along the way meets him and marries him and...
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think that they... Because they, like, point out Cleo. And I think Cleo's older than Buddy. Mm -hmm. And I think that they point out Nini, who is the, like, at the... Um, I was about to say at the recital. What is it called after people get married?
1: Uh, reception.
0: Reception. Mm-hmm. At the reception. Um, they, like, um, Iggy is, like, on Buddy's back and he's, and she, like, Nanny's, like, narrating the scene in the 80s back to, like, in the 20s when this is going on. And it's, like, oh, like, he was such a charmer and, like, even I had a crush on him. And then she, he, Buddy, goes in the flashback, like, Oh, hey, like, blah, blah, like, how's it going? And I think it was, that's Ninny. Because she just is kind (laughs) of like, like, kind of like keeps to herself. Got it. Okay. Yeah. And she like talks about how she was like so shy. A relentless flirt. (laughs) I know. And then like, Iggy's like learning how to flirt with women from her older brother, which I adored. Yes. Yes. I think I like put, what did I say? I was like... (laughs) Iggy learning how to pick up gals with her brother. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And then we're like introduced to like teenage awkward as fuck Ruth. Yes. just like she's so nerdy and I love it. Mm-hmm. And then my next note is just like, oh, my God. No, 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 no. Fuck trains. Fuck trains. Fuck trains. And that stupid, like,
1: (laughs) you know that that boot he was wearing, like, he was never going to get his foot out of it. There was a thousand laces and
0: lace holes. He gets out of it, though. And then he gets hit with the train.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. I stopped looking.
0: It's driven me nuts for 15 years. Mm. Because my mom got this for me when I was, like, 12. She was like, you would love it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like obsessed with it and I was like oh my god it's just like me like I don't like to wear dresses blah 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 and then like as I like got older and gayer I was like oh this is why I love this movie so much yeah they're totally in love mm-hmm. but yeah it was always so frustrating I was like oh my god he gets out of his shoe and then he get like he's it's like right before it's not even like he's like still stuck and you're like oh he's stuck he like gets out and then doesn't move in the right direction fast enough Jesus I know R.I.P. Buddy.
1: Chasing the stupid hat down the goddamn. Let it go, buddy.
0: He's so she charming. She doesn't need her hat. Ugh, hashtag sadness. Been afraid of trains actively, literally ever since. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah. There aren't a lot of um. It's funny because in Chicago, like you've got the CTA, obviously, but yeah. th- where uh, where I grew up in, like. Tell me if this is what your town was like. There were just railroad tracks everywhere. Yeah. Like it's just a part of New York that, you know, the trains are going to come back and forth with freight and there's, Mm -hmm. and you would like get caught behind a train if you were in a, um, certain part of one of the town next to mine, like. Okay, the traffic light is, like, we're going to be here for 15 minutes because the train's going to go by. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, and the thing's like, ding, ding, and you're like, oh, fuck! Yeah, you're
1: just like, damn it! And you call wherever you were supposed to be and say, I
0: got behind the train, I'm sorry, I'll be there. (laughs) I know, waiting for the train. Mm -hmm. Oh my god. Yeah, and we would, where I went to state school, um, which was, like, uh, 20 minutes south of where I grew up, you could, because it was so expansive at state school, and that's where the, like, um, commuter freights came from south to north, and you would, like, hear, like, every morning, 6 a.m., that one train that lasted, like, a half an hour to, like, go past us, or mm-hmm. we'll go through every day. I know. It's scary. Yeah. Trains are scary. Terrifying, and, like, everyone would, like, think they were, like, cool to, like, hang out, you know, like, the tracks, and Mm-mm. I'm, like, uh-uh. Not cool. No. And then we have, like, a lot of, like, inactive tracks where I'm from. Because, like, East Coast, it's just, like, tracks that no one uses anymore. Mm-hmm. But they're just around. So, like, but the buses still have to stop, open their door, close the door, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and go over the tracks. Because mm-hmm. that's, like, some weird law where if you open the door, you'll be able to see it. Yep. <laughs> oh, my God. I know, but, like, public transit was, like, not a thing. And, like, public transit train tracks are, like, so shiny. Yeah. And, like... <laughs> <laughs> uh, buddy's red good.
1: Buddy thread good. R.I.P. I know. Flirting kind of was what ended him, to be honest.
0: Yeah. I know. <laughs> Ew. Whoa! <laughs> I know, which I think is so interesting that I wonder if for that... I think they said it was, like, what, like, a couple... Like, a handful of years? Um, I would say... To me, it seemed like it was, like, enough years for, like, Iggy to be, like, 17. When, like, we, like, go back to that. And she's... So she's lived, like, out on, like, the outskirts of the town, (laughs) it seems like. Right. In, like, the woods.
1: And that's all I really (laughs) wrote down before I just stopped making notes was that, like... She very clearly, um, the... You know how they say that, like, if there's one traumatic event in your life, often people will stay at that age and they'll stay at that mentality. Yeah. Um... And I think that she did until Ruth came back. And mm-hmm. then she started growing and aging and healing. Yeah. And it wasn't until Ruth came back that she did because she was just this, like, broken little, like, scrappy rebel who just yeah. wouldn't do anything but run around and make trouble and, like, sit on the back of trucks.
0: Yeah. So. And just, like, scream at the pastor. Yeah. During church. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I love that. Yeah. Um. I know, and I also feel like that, like, part of what, like, that, like, Iggy just, since she was young, had just such a, like, soul attraction to Ruth, and then, like, as she got older, she had, like, such, like, a, like, physical attraction to Ruth and, Mm -hmm. like, friendship attraction to Ruth that, like, she couldn't deny the, like flirty, charming part of her that everyone, I'm sure, if she just, like, when she probably did in the seven years, like, allow that to, like, show, people would be like, oh, my God, you're like your brother. And she'd be like, fuck you, I'm, you know. Yeah. She Like, if she was, like, alive in the 90s, she would have been a goth. like For sure. mm-hmm. <laughs> Instead of, like, out in the woods. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, different times. She would have lived at a topic. Just yep. zero feelings. <laughs> All black. Yep. Like my soul. Oh, my God. I just love it. Yep. Yeah. The, like When Nini says it, she's like, night after night, she stayed with the river. I just saw that that was like, I was like, ooh, that should be in poetry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because <laughs> it wasn't by the river, it was with it.
1: And I loved that Big George was the only person who was allowed to come near her and take care of her. And
0: Yeah. Yeah. I know. It was just so wonderful. Mm-hmm. I love that. Uh. Oh, I have this. Exposition, old school Southern treats. Oh, so, like, after, like, that, like, little snippet where Ruth comes back, we, like, go back to, or I guess this is before Ruth comes back, but after Buddy dies, we, like, go back to Evelyn to see how Evelyn's living, and she's hanging out with Yoga Jones in the 80s, which Mm I fucking love, Mm -hmm. (laughs) slash Patty Mayonnaise, and, like... What I thought was cool, because it made me fucking hungry, was at the reception, the first time we're introduced to, like, the 20s, like, southern, like, cooking, and it's all the, like, cobblers and pies Mm -hmm. and treats and tarts and everything, like, kind of, like, laid out on the dessert table with the wedding cake, and then, like, it was, like, oh, like, old-school southern, like, home cooking, and then we, like, flash forward to presumably, like, the late 80s, um, when this is, when... Um, Evelyn's timeline is going on Mm -hmm. and like she's only eating like processed packaged like treats. Yep. Like Mm -hmm. it's all Twix, Snickers, Krispy Kreme like but not from like fresh Krispy Kreme like the kind you get at the grocery store. Yes. <laughs> at the Winn-Dixie.
1: Or like those gross power bars. Yeah. That I'm sure people thought were healthy in the 80s. Oh yeah, for sure. But like just eat a Snickers if you're going to eat that. You know what I mean? Because
0: it's basically the same.
1: It is and it doesn't taste as
0: good. No. They're disgusting. Yeah. Them? Yeah. Oh my god. But yeah, and I just thought that that was so interesting.
1: Because, the, because I would say, yeah, that is, for me, I'm sure not a lot of people, but mm-hmm. I really like to romanticize that era like post world war Mm one um i think it's really charming and wonderful because i kind of i know that we were industrialized in a way but it still feels very uh, there it was interesting this movie i always i knew it was in the south but the score and the look of the town made it feel so western Mm -hmm. like a gold mining town or something. Just like the, the idea to me that there were these little pop-up towns all over what is now like the, the, the States, the 50 States. I think that's so charming and like ghostly Mm -hmm. and just that these, those places still exist and a place like whistle stop is sitting somewhere and just nobody's using the buildings. Mm
0: -hmm. Um,
1: but yeah, and then like the least charming thing of all time is the late 80s, early 90s. Well, like in some ways it's charming, but yeah. for these purposes, it's just, yeah, it's juxtaposed perfectly. Because it's so like the I love the exterior shots of where Evelyn and Ed live because it's like the the row suburban cul-de-sac and it's yeah. just completely
0: cookie cutter and there's no charm and yeah i know it just it reminded me i think why i like took to fried green tomatoes so much when i was Uh a kid is because like i feel that really like time and space are really the only like and like those can be big differences like i didn't grow up in the 20s and i didn't grow up in the 80s i grew up in the 90s Mm -hmm. um and like but because i'm from such a small rural town where, like, that, like, the end shot of, like, Whistle stop, I'm, like, I would drive through, like, four of those types of towns, like, on my way to high school. Mm-hmm. And, like, just seeing, like, massive, like, plots of just, like, unused space. Mm-hmm. And, like, now because, like, it's, like, sad to see when I go back to Jersey now because it's just, like, taken over by, like, corporation, mm-hmm. which is, like, weird to see, like, now. Like, I'm interested in like, I was thinking, I was, like, oh I want to do, like, a fan version of, like, so many different, like, perspectives of, like, fried green tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Like, Evelyn, like, is telling her granddaughters the story of, like, the Thread Goods and, yeah. like, having it be, like, 20 gay teen and, like, them, like, being, mm-hmm. like, they were in love, mom. Like, <laughs> like, and Evelyn's like, what? I know. They were friends. I know. Stop in the name of love. <laughs> um, and, like, to hear, like, Sipsy's story and Big George's story and Mrs. Otis's, like, half of the story i think would be so cool yeah but like just because like towns like that like still exist all over i would say where it's older in our country which is south and east coast but like capitalism is chomping away at that yeah for sure swiftly
1: um yeah my town is like kind of the same there are parts of it that um There are, like, outskirts that are rural, where, like, where my house is, my childhood home is, feels more suburban. And then, um, yeah, the rural parts of it, you will find, like, little beat-up, like, shabby Mm -hmm. hardware stores, or, like, mobile stations, and all these things, like, that probably at one time was the corner store, like, the main place, the main haunt, um, and it's just, like, creepy to me in the most charming way. Yeah. That's why I took to the movie. I love any movie that, I know there's a name for them, <clears throat> but I love any movie that takes place over a long period of time and involves, like, very clear um, representations of, like, history. So you yeah. know, And you can even see in their costumes, like, once it goes from the 20s to the 30s. Yeah. And then into the 40s, like, they are dressing differently and their hair is different. And mm-hmm. I just love it.
0: Oh my god. Can we talk about all the Let's talk about all the outfits across. Please, yes. This because I like now like in 2018 like 80s fashion is like cool. We're like I remember the first time I watched this and I was like, "Oh god, like I everyone I know still dresses this like Evelyn Couch in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. I'm like, that's how my mom used to dress. That's how, like, my aunts used to dress. Mm-hmm. That was just, like, how it is. Yeah. And, like, I'm pretty sure I have, like, 80s photos of my parents around here somewhere where I was like, oh, they look like that. Mm-hmm. And, like, my cousins and everything like that. But then, like, the 40s and, like, 20s, like, 80s style, I want so badly. Mm-hmm. It's, like, what I'm trying to achieve now in life. With, like, her, like, cute, like, no-collar collar collar shirts, button-ups, and, like, the suspenders. Yeah. Like, the big shorts. Oh, my God. I love that.
1: Well, but in the beginning, too, I think it's so funny that, like, she's basically just wearing... She's, like, repurposing night shirts and, like, putting vests over... She just looks like a little, like, runaway. It's so Mm -hmm. funny. And at one point, there's this one thing that she's wearing where there's... um, I'm pretty sure she's, uh, like, well, she's definitely wearing men's clothes the entire time. But she's wearing, like, men's pajamas. Like, what would be men's underclothes? Yeah. And so she's wearing, like, those men's shorts, but then a different thing over it. And you can see the the first layer falling underneath the shorts. And then it's yeah. belted, and she's got a vest. And just the crazy hair in some yes. kind of, like, top knot. And then I love when she cuts, I said to you while we were watching, that oh I love when she cuts, she cuts her hair, hair. Yeah. Um, and she starts wearing those, like, big... I don't know if they're headbands or if they're, like, handkerchiefs that she yeah. tied around as a headband. Yeah. I just love it.
0: Oh, my God. When she shows up, her outfit, when she shows up to, like, see Ruth for the first time, because when I wrote it, the fucking line down, like, Temptation got the best of her or something like that, and I was like, I bet it did. Mm-hmm. had to go see her summer love from, like, five years before. Gay. And, like, she's, like dressed, like, the best she's ever been dressed in Mm -hmm. her entire life. Like, Mm -hmm. she clearly, like, spent money on those shirts and that, like, those shoes and that vest. And then when it's Ruth's
1: birthday, (laughs) and she's wearing a blue (laughs) button-up with (laughs) suspenders and a tie. (laughs) Yes. And I just love that, um, too, like, I guess as a couple, they kind of are, and obviously there's so, it's not a binary, but... They're so representative, where like Iggy is clearly Butch, Mm -hmm. but Ruth is just who she is, and she dresses who she is, and like her style almost doesn't change in a way that I think is beautiful. Yeah. Like she's, she, they both have been who they are their whole lives. Yeah. And Ruth wants to represent or present herself in that way. She wants to present very prim and proper because she's a a Christian woman. And she's Mm -hmm. a person who has these, like, morals and blah, blah, blah. And she also happens to be gay or a lesbian and in Mm -hmm. love with a woman. And she's just going to, like, dress how she wants to dress. And so is Iggy. Yeah. And I love it.
0: I know. I love that. I love that it's, like, hard femme a little bit, like, Mm -hmm. but of the 30s. Yeah. Ruth. And I also love... It made me think of this when you just said Uh that, like, her style kind of doesn't change. And I was like, oh, yeah, like, at the end of her... At the end of the movie, and at the end of her life, it almost looks like she's been wearing the same dress the whole movie. Yeah. And, like, I think I wrote some about this down, too, is that Ruth doesn't have money. And, like, that's evident. And, like, throughout the movie that, like, even watching it this time, I had, like, a new lens where, like, Iggy's family has money in Whistle Stop. Like, they have a gorgeous big house, like... They had, like, the big wedding. Like, they had, like, dozens of kids that they could care for. They had multiple, like, they had an entire family of, Mm -hmm. like, hired hands. Mm -hmm. You know, like, that they paid for and did, of the time, treat well. Yeah. And, like, compared to Ruth, where we, like, see her mom once, and she's living in the house with Frank. And, Ruth and mm-hmm. like, I just imagine that, like, if we got to see, like, even the story from Ruth's perspective instead of mainly Iggy's through Ninny, the sister-in-law, telling the story that, like, um, we would see that, like, Ruth, like, has to marry Frank. Yeah. Has to, like, find a place for her mom so her, her and her mom can live somewhere because mm-hmm. her dad died. Mm-hmm. And then, like, even, like, their house that they move into, it's, like... Not Like, it's a gorgeous, beautiful, big house, but it's not well taken care of. No, it's Like, not. the paint's chipping off of it in Georgia, and, like, they have a hired hand. Mm-hmm. And, like, f- we don't even know. What does he, Frank do? Was he a salesperson? I have no idea. I don't know what they say. Okay. I they probably thought, yeah.
1: say in the narration when we can see, um, Iggy has gone to look from afar, and, uh, uh Ruth is being, like, carried into the home by Frank, and... then Frank comes out and carries her mom, which is, like, weird. Um, so
0: weird, because he's the man, the white man that's coming to, like, take care of these two women that needed, you know, and, like, Ruth even, Ruth didn't want to marry him, and that was before, I imagine, his severe and intense abuse Mm -hmm. comes up. Oh, also, I'm gonna, we'll say this now, because now that we're moving away from fashion, I'm probably gonna get into some of the, like, meat (laughs) of... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> of this film um content warnings uh we will be talking about uh racism sexism uh physical abuse um psychological abuse and anything like that and if you at all need like a break from this no offense taken here please self care skip ahead to what you want to hear or um you know take all the time you need mm-hmm. we understand Um,
1: you made me think of something and I, I can't remember what it was. Um, oh, because I, you know, this is what I was thinking about. Um, it seemed to me that Ruth's mother was like the most important person to her, maybe aside from Edgy later in her life. And, um, like that speech about her praying that her mother wouldn't die, even though she was suffering so much. Yeah. was heartbreaking, and it must be reflective of, of what her life was like at that time, and obviously how terribly um, yeah. she was being abused, and what her... So, like, that guilt she was feeling of, like, please don't leave me here. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, I don't... The, I'm trying to think of everything I know about Ruth's dad. Um, doesn't Iggy say at one point that Ruth's dad was a reverend? Mm-hmm. Okay. Did I, I thought I heard that, and I didn't know if I got that right.
0: Or if she was, like,
1: making fun of her for being close to the reverend in Whistle Stop or something like that.
0: No, yeah. Her dad was a reverend and then he passed, like, pretty early on, it sounds like. Mm -hmm. Because even from when she, like, got sent to this family in Alabama to, like, hang, which I still don't get. Probably just through the church they, like, were all connected. And
1: they probably were trying to get an arranged marriage between Buddy and Ruth.
0: Yeah. Which, yeah. Yeah, they were trying to set that up. Hashtag sadness. The story of Ruth. The book of Ruth. <laughs> the book of Ruth. But, I mean, how sad would it have been if Buddy
1: didn't die and Ruth had been trapped in a marriage to a man
0: that yeah. she didn't love? I know. That would have been so sad. So That's what I'm like, uh, Like it's so sad that like Buddy died, but also I'm like, get out of my way. <laughs> it needs the stage. Yep. We're here to mourn the dead queer gal. Yeah. Ruth. Not Buddy. Not Buddy. Mm-hmm. Even though Buddy totally looks like such a lesbian. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. What else do I have? I drew emojis. Like, Butch Icon Edgy, and then in all caps, Fuck Frank! <laughs> Hashtag Tawanda. Hi, Edgy. Oh, when Ruth comes back and she says hi after they haven't seen each other since Buddy's death, and then she says hi, itchy and the way, like, it's so flirt-coded. Yeah. Like, the way that she, like, looks up and then, like, looks down, and then she's like... IG, and I'm like oh my god yeah, flirty Mick flirt hard eyes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh. And then out. Oh, this is all just like me like shipping them the off my notes. I think nothing like a relationship starting with mutual animosity. Lesbian vests. <laughs> lesbian vests.
1: <laughs> well, oh, uh, this is another. So to jump back to clothes for one second, because I forgot to say this. Yes. Um. So the one of probably one of the most famous lines from the movie, and I have to imagine like when it was nominated for an Oscar, this might have been the in the clip that they showed, um, bef- just before Ruth dies, or I guess the day of um, when Edgy's talking to Buddy Junior. Yeah. And she says there are angels masquerading as people all over yeah. the planet. Ruth, we kind of only see Ruth in like white or really light colors I think in that one wonderful scene where they start having a food fight yes. a sexy food fight um, oh my God, yes. she's wearing like a green shirt so it's you know obviously not the entire time but most of the time she's in these like yeah. flowy linen white cotton things and mm-hmm. she looks like an angel because um, she is
0: yeah so like props to you costume designer I know it's just so uh, this movie oh. is just so it's so beautifully shot. So well done. I love every minute of it. I love
1: that it's Americana, but it also involves what what we unfortunately have to consider like a very modern love story. Yeah. Um, because we I never know. get to hear stories about the people who were gay and who were
0: lesbians. I know. All throughout history. And they had to like <clears> sneak <throat> it in. And everyone's like, this is just about gals being pals. Mm-mm. And like, <laughs> you're a moron. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Should we talk about I want to, like, separate this into, like, fun and then darkness and sure. then fun. yeah. Let's just talk about all of the, like, queer coding for the two of them throughout this movie. Okay. From, we see several of their dates when they fall in love, when they, like, really fall in love, when they have yeah. a baby together.
1: <sighs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> like the their like first date is their like to me is like when they go on the train because ruth is just like "Iggy, just spend time with me yeah when Edie's just like ignoring her fishing oh man i just when i was fishing i just wanted a girl to go and say that to me when it was a an night mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> fishing by the like slight waterfall
1: oh, so what else is queer coded though like obviously they, they go yeah. on dates
0: yeah so like I was like oh the first date is like on a train performing so many mitzvahs and then like immediate like so then that scene when we like see why they're on the train and it's because like Iggy has like a heart of gold and she like goes up to the like tent city and like is throwing out food basically like robin hooding and then like after they do that and Ruth's like Oh my... Be still my heart. You're such a good Christian. Yeah. And then, like, helps her do all that. And then, like, immediately after that, they both look like they're, like, exhausted. And, like, the, like... Like, Iggy's, like, a little bit higher up. And, like, Ruth... They're both, like, sitting, like, laid back like this. And yeah. Iggy's smoking a cigarette. And I was like... So sucks. post-coital. <laughs> I know. So post-coital. Like... Yeah.
1: But it's just, like... we ha- Can we just do that? Can we get into it? Like... Yeah. For me, obviously, as a kid, like, if two people aren't... What... <laughs> What I understood at the time as, like, having sex, which was just, like, sideways make-out in the movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't I didn't register them as being in love. And I guess, like, I, t- to ask your opinion, mm. what do you think of the physical representation of their relationship in the, in the film? Do you think there should have been more clear signaling, or do you like yeah. the way that
0: it's done? I would have loved if there was more, like, if we could do, like, a... I love this movie too much to, like, be, like, I want a remake. But, sure. like, I would love, eventually, like, a remake where it's much more explicit. Yeah. Um, because, like, it's, and in the book, it's clear that they, like, they say, like, I love you to each other all the time. They just talk about, like, them, like, kissing each other, like, yeah. a lot. Like, there isn't, like, a, and then they, like, got down in the bedroom. Yeah. Like, scenes, but it just would have been, like. It would have been nice for, like, instead of it being, like, a wink, like, is it? Are they? Yeah. It would have been nice for them to be like, they are. Yeah. <laughs>
1: That's kind of how I feel, too, as an adult. Like, yeah. I think it's a shame. I had seen movies about lesbians at that time in my life. And I think it's a shame that, like, I, I just really thought, I mean, I think I always loved the movie because I registered it as a movie where um, all of the men in all of the women's lives were failing them. Mm-hmm. With like one or two exceptions, either okay. failing them or threatening them. And they had to just like no one was trusted. It was just like female relationships and that was how they were gonna solve the problems and survive mm-hmm. their lives. Yeah. And that's how I remember registering it that way, and certainly like I knew that they loved each other and they were life partners, but I never, like, never once did I say to myself like they're they are in love. They are yeah. Couples. I
0: mean, I watched it before I realized I was gay. So I was like twelve the first time I watched it. And, like, I, it reminded me so much, there, I always call this the, like, kit version of fried green tomatoes, is called <laughs> Secret of Bear Mountain, and it stars. Never heard of it. It's, it's on YouTube. You should watch it. Everyone I'm should I'm gonna watch
1: do this. some, light Googling right now while you talk, but
0: I'm listening. It has, um, Christina Ricci. Okay. It's set it, in 1994. Okay. In, like, beautiful, like, northwest, like, rural, like, expansive country town. Nice. And she like becomes gal pals with um I can't remember the actress's name, but she's on (gasps) Veep. Oh (laughs) Anna Klumski. Yes. In like Who's in My Girl? Yes. So it's her and she has like short hair and she's like from the wrong side of town and like her mom doesn't never know where she is and like blah blah blah. And like she fights the boys and like they like become like fast friends. And, like, form, like, such a beautiful... And, like, I grew up watching that movie, like, when I was, like, a little kid. When it came out. I think it came out in, like, 1994 before Casper. Yeah. And, like... Because that's poignant. One then, like, thousand percent. Yeah. And then, like, I, like, watched that and I just was, like, I want I just want a friendship. Just, like, Jody and Kat or whatever her name is. Yeah. Whatever Christina Ricci's character's name is in that movie. And, like, it's similar like this. Like, there's, like... They like, live, like, they, like, go in the woods, and they, like, go on an adventure, and blah, blah, blah. And it's just, like, there's, like, hardship in it, too. Um, for, like, there's, like, rough stuff. And, like, um, Christina Ricci, like, the way that she, like, moves into this town is because, like... Her mom's, like, a single mom and, like, raising her and, I don't know, all the overalls and it's just, all like... All the overalls. Yeah, and, like, all the suspenders and it's just, like, great. And Richie's definitely
1: wearing, like, a repurposed men's LL
0: Bean mm-hmm. shirt,
1: probably. That's oh, my like God. That's, like, what I would and imagine. It's
0: great. So, I, like, love that. I'm
1: definitely watching it later, just so you yeah. know.
0: Oh, my God. It's so good. Because I, this is
1: exactly... Yes. I can imagine there's a lot of, like, fiddle... In the score.
0: Yes. <laughs> Just like with Tell fucking frightening Yeah, I love a yeah. <laughs> soundtrack.
1: Love a soundtrack moment. And it's
0: like the premise of the movie is that they like go looking for gold in like Bear Mountain. Um, what made you think of this though? When we were talking about the signaling in the movie of. So this, because they're like tight friends, when you watch this, you're gonna be like, oh my god, they're in love. Mm. But like I grew up watching that and. Then I also watched, like, Now and Then, another Christina Ricci Delight, where she's, like, coded as a lesbian again, but they, like, don't talk about it. But, like, when I was, like, young, I just was, like, I really like them, and I don't know why. And then, like, I watched, like, Fried Green Tomatoes, and I was, like, I just want to be, like, itchy, never get married, just live with my best friend, and she can have a kid, and, like, Mm -hmm. I'll help her raise it. And, like, I think it's, like, such a, like, I just... And then, like, when you, like, realize you're, like oh, I'm homosexual.
1: <laughs> it's a whole life that I <laughs> yeah. can have, yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, and then, like, then rewatch... I remember it very distinctly the first time I, like, watched it after I, like, realized I... When I came out as bisexual when I was 13. Um, 13, 14, I came out as bi. And then I was like, oh, okay, this is what this means. Like, there was a reason why, like, in the, like... What was it? Like, the... Ruth's birthday, and they're, like, you know, playing baseball together, and that I was, like, I'm in love as a softball player for mm-hmm. life, and then, like, they're, like, swimming, and then, like, Ruth, like, kisses her, like, on the cheek, and I remember being, like, feeling feelings, but mm-hmm. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I was, like, oh, it's just so wonderful. Mm-hmm. Friends should always kiss each other's faces. <laughs> Which, like, I believe that that can be, like, a friendship thing, but, mm-hmm. like, specifically in this movie... Okay. Yeah. They're together. And
1: like everyone has uh, movie and film and TV moments and even like music videos. You guys can't see Willer's right now, but he is just like laying on my hand. Um, So my hand is no longer mine. It belongs to (laughs) Willer's now. Um, For me, because I'm, well, like. (laughs) Yeah. For the purpose of not labeling myself in this podcast. A lot of my sexual awakenings were, like, Diego Luna and Dirty Dancing Havana Anna Nights. And, like, Buster oh uh, <laughs> Rhymes in that video where he's, like, made of water. Um, oh, so specific. Yeah, it's it's a Janet Jackson song, but I can't remember what it is. I need to stop chewing on ice. Sorry. Um, so, anyway. I, yes. Like, you are, first of all, obviously, that was, like, a moment for you. Yes. Um. And I, d- yeah, I agree. I wish that it had been more explicit. Okay, can I ask you now not to get too off track from where you wanted to go? Yeah, no, that's If you fine. could cast a remake.
0: Ooh, yes. I love this game. Oh my
1: God. Who would you cast? <sighs> Who would
0: I cast? Just because, like, Mary and Mary are just so <laughs> wonderful. They're Amazing so good. Models. I love it. <laughs> so wonderful. Just the three named
1: Marys. I know.
0: Um, I don't know. Who would I want um,
1: Maybe we can think about that, and then we can, like, answer the question, because I don't want to put you Mm -hmm. on the
0: spot. I know. Because in my head, I keep trying to make it, like, East Coast, and I... I mean, would
1: Katie McGrath be either of them?
0: No, probably not. I want her to be Xena in the Xena remake. Right. Um... Yeah, no, if I, like, if I was, like, we're gonna make this East Coast, then, like, it'd be, like, um... What's her name? Isn't her name Holland Taylor? Who's like from Legally Blonde? If you're yes. going to let, if one, you're
1: going to let, yes, Holland Taylor,
0: brick, ruin your life. Sarah Paulson,
1: may they reign forever.
0: Yes, yeah. as like the like ninny character. <laughs> I don't know. Hell yeah. Oh my god. I don't know. I would have to. Yeah, let's let that. We'll let it marinate because yeah.
1: a lot of names jump to mind, but I, do, I would obviously, the goal would be for the two actresses to also be queer. And so, you know, I don't want to be like, this lady who gets to play every role even though she's not, you know what I mean? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I know.
0: Oh, my God. I don't know. Now i got to think on it. I feel like I, like, don't know that many, like, actresses nowadays. Yeah.
1: Well, and it's a shame that, like, at least five queer actresses don't jump to mind because of a million different reasons.
0: Um, oh my God, Ellen DeG- like if you just made it like all queer characters, like Ellen DeGeneres can be Ninny. Oh <laughs> <Like, laughs> uh, uh, But I would just want Kathy Bates to be Evelyn again.
1: <laughs> yes. Okay, I, that's another random thing. Like, so weird to understand that she's going through menopause. Yes. They have a kid, right? She keeps yes. referencing, okay. Yeah. Because I, I guess I just always thought that she was younger than that, but she's not. Which makes sense. Yeah. I had a lot of misconceptions about this movie.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, why don't we switch gears and talk about Evelyn Couch for a minute? Please. Um, so, like, this this is another reason why I think I took to this movie so much is because I really, I identified a lot with Iggy um, consistently throughout my life. But, like, specifically when I was, re- like, I would watch this movie probably, like, once every two weeks when I was in high school. Um, I can quote, like, most of the lines in it, like, since I was 14. But, like, Evelyn's storyline, especially, like, with, like, her, like, the way she talks about, like, her image and her weight a lot when I was a kid, um, I don't know, it really just, like, stuck with me, and, like, I remember when she said the line, um... I should just commit and just be, like, really fat. Mm -hmm. And, like, I remember that was something I thought about all the time. Because, like, I was, like... I was bigger in high school. I was, um, like, a size, like, 18 to, like, size 22. Kind of fluctuating, depending on the season. And, like, um, whatever, when I was in high school. (laughs) And, like, I remember always thinking that. Or, like... Like... I was, like, bigger, but, like, I I don't know. Like, it just was, like, a weird thought that I had where I felt like I always was, like, like, I just keep trying to lose weight, but, like, nothing's working. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And, like, when Evelyn goes through that, like, specific thing, it, like, I don't know. I just, like, resonated with me a lot Mm -hmm. when I was a kid. Yeah. And, like... You even pointed out while we were watching it, you were like, Oh, she's talking about that, but like Kathy Bates probably in this movie was probably no bigger than like a size fourteen. Yeah. You know. And it's just like that too, where I'm like now I'm like <laughs> And <laughs> um, it's how they dress yeah. her
1: and like obviously it was of the time and I'm I'm actually like Yeah thrilled that it was Kathy Bates. Mm-hmm. Because she's always been I've always said that like if somebody had to play my mom or an actress who's always reminded me of my mom, it would be Kathy Bates. Mm. Um and so that was a huge connection for me
0: Yeah.
1: because I grew up with my mom kind of talking about herself in a self-deprecating way. And it was like an attempt at humor about her way. Yeah, same. And she would have like words and <clears throat> codes and stuff for like different body parts. And she would like make fun of herself a little bit. And obviously that was learned, learned behavior for me. Yeah. But I always felt like this role was Somebody, like, clarifying that emotional standpoint in my mother. So I got to watch this movie and say to myself, like, that's probably how my mom actually feels. Mm -hmm. And so much of Evelyn's storyline is, like, I do wish that, um, I don't know, it's not, like, problematic. But I do wish that for her, like, obviously the idea of feeling powerful and loving yourself as you are and not having to lose weight to do that mm-hmm. is a little more popular in 2018 yeah. but for the time I think it was certainly there was nothing wrong with it um, but so much of her role has to do with feeling like sad and powerless and like nothing
0: mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: and I just remember loving that I remember loving her, loving seeing her use anger as a way to like stop feeling that way Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and replacing sadness with anger and replacing tears with like literally smashing things. I loved it. And I I remember always thinking like, I'm kind of watching my mom, but I never said it to her. Um, and now watching it as an adult, like I can Mm -hmm. relate to her in a lot of ways. And I just, I love it. I love it.
0: It's just so good. And like, even when we like watch, like, because like Kathy Bates, her body does not change throughout the movie. Yeah. Like she is consistent. Mm-hmm. But like the way that they, the way that she, like her face acting, yeah. like in the beginning of the movie, she's like Evelyn's always smiling, but never like smiling. Yes. Like she's doing the like kind of like closed lip, the like, hmm, you know, like little, like I'm a good like southern woman. Polite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's not polite to get mad. Um, smile. And then, like, towards the end of the movie, we, like, see her, like, take a little, like, be a little adventurous in her style. So she looks younger, and she looks like she just feels better. Mm -hmm. And, like, she's, like, smiling bigger. And, like, her hair is relaxed even towards, like, the, like, last, like, two scenes we see with her. And she's, like, really, like, styling herself where she's not, like, and old and, like, frumpy, which, like, that was, like, yeah. something that always frustrated me, um, like, growing up where I grew up and then, like, when I was bigger is that, like, it felt like I didn't have access to look good in certain styles. Yeah. So then I thought that I wasn't allowed to wear certain styles because they didn't, you know, because people are fucking idiots. Yeah. And, like, that, like, even showing this character that, like, she, like, found style that was, like... <laughs> gorge and wonderful her like Mm -hmm. blue like
1: i love that outfit like dress
0: like pant like onesie thing that Mm -hmm. she is i don't know if it's pants or if it was like a dress right i love it i love it too. at the end of the movie it looked so good on her yeah yeah. when they're in whistle stop it Mm -hmm. was so great and her like pink like her like pale pink blazer that she like wears yes to like go visit um ninny on her birthday Mm -hmm. and just like all that like Uh, It was just, like, gorgy, and it was just so nice. (laughs) And so
1: much of the movie also, like, that's another juxtaposition because you see these women um, in the 20s and 30s, and their hurdles and their, like, things to overcome are so much more urgent and serious, like, surviving your horrifying... And obviously that hasn't stopped, but um, for her, it's like having the courage to stand up to someone who belittles her at the grocery store or stand up to her husband who's ignoring her and putting no effort into their marriage. Yeah, And it's funny to watch those two things and watch the women feel the same and have the same, like, revolution of, like, you are not going to let me, I am not going to let you destroy Mm -hmm. me or silence me or whatever. So I'm going to get mad and I'm going to scream and I'm going to keep going. Um,
0: Yeah. I love that. I think I wrote that down a lot. It's probably, like, somewhere in here with all caps. That like, cause we see. I need a reminder of like the scene. Um, so the scene right before Evelyn gets accosted by that like probably nineteen year old man Idiot. in uh, with a mullet <laughs> um, <laughs> in the like grocery store of Winn Dixie, and that she's just kind of like, hey, is like right directly after with no explanation. Um, we see Iggy rescue Ruth from Mm -hmm. Frank's Bennett's house. Um, And, like, how that, like, the rescue scene starts is it's been like, the summer of romance, the summer of love um, happens between Iggy and Ruth and then, like, immediately after that, Ruth gets married. Iggy, like, watches from afar, is invited to the wedding but doesn't go because she's sad. Um, Then, like, shows up, like, what is it, like, five-ish years later? Mm -hmm. Or, like, it's at least, it's years later. I don't know how many. And then she's looking as cute as she can be. Mm -hmm. And then, like, sees that Ruth has, like, the black eye. Mm -hmm. And Ruth is just like, you doing anything right now will make it worse. Yeah. Which, like, now that I'm an adult and have had the extreme, like, unfortunate reality to, like, experience things myself and, like, witness abuse in other people's relationships around me. It's just, like, so sad where it's, like, when you're in it, like, if you, like, try to do anything that doesn't 100%, like, break that, it can make things so much worse, Mm -hmm. like, in an abusive relationship. And then, so, like, then Iggy, like, is, like, okay, like, I'll leave. And just, like, the scene, um when, like, after Iggy, like, finally goes, because Frank comes down, and is like, who is that? And Ruth's like, get the fuck out of there. And, like, when he's, like, standing, like, staring off, and you just see Iggy's car going away like, Mary Louise Parker's, like, acting when she's playing Ruth, when he's just like, what does she want? And she's just like, nothing. Like, I was like, that is, like, the epitome of, like, sadness. Mm -hmm. Like, just seeing, like, Ruth, so dead inside in her time in Georgia. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's just so sad.
1: Totally dead behind the eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Just, and Frank, like, yeah, I, that part is so poignant because she, yeah, she's having that experience. But Frank has this, like, he looks at her um, while she's staring blankly out the door and he has this, like, smile creep over his face. Like, he, yeah. He's just so sadistic and horrifying. He's um, terrible. Yeah. Um he's horrible. At, what was I just thinking about? Yeah, um, the like the, I just keep going back to the idea of like female strength and female survival. Um, mm-hmm. because even still, like Evelyn, a huge part of her revolution is that she gets a job selling makeup with Mary Kay. Mm-hmm. And like how many times in in history in like the past 30 years do you think women, over, like, a Mary Kay party have had real moments and, like, helped each other survive. Yeah. Like, we look down on Mary Kay women, but, like, that is a female circle. Yeah, That is something that women
0: mm-hmm. have
1: done and run with each other, and and it looks like it's just buying and selling of makeup, but I'm sure that it's it like has been so sanctuary. much
0: more. Yeah. yeah. I know. I love that. I love that, like, we see that, like, later in the in the film. And it just was, like... I don't know it just was so like it's it's so real and I it's just so sad like Ruth because Ruth is seen as like and especially towards the end of the movie it's like like Nini talks about how everyone that met Ruth was in love with Ruth Mm -hmm. except for Frank um and like he had access to her Mm -hmm. which was like hurts me because I feel so much for like Iggy because like I feel like that I've like I like felt that when i was like younger too where i'm mm-hmm. like uh like i could be so much better for you and i want to protect you and this person's hurting you a lot and i just don't know what to do yeah um and then like so like then ruth's mom passes and then it, it kind of seems like she like doesn't sit like Iggy's mom gets a letter but it's not a letter it's too like it's a newspaper clipping of an obituary, and then it's a page torn out of the Book of Ruth, which is literally Catholic wedding vows. Um, hashtag lesbians in the Bible, and <laughs> it's like it's like Ruth's code for like cry for help. Yep. To like come get her.
1: Where you go, I will go. Mm-hmm. Where you lodge, I will lodge. Yeah,
0: your people. Will I be was like, people. these are vows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know. It's like I don't. Have you been to like Catholic weddings? Yeah, where it's, like, they, like, use it. That's, like, one of the prayers Mm -hmm. that they use all the time. Mm -hmm. And I'm, like, that's two women talking to each other Mm -hmm. in the Bible, and now it's two women talking to each other in fried green tomatoes. (laughs) (laughs) And just, I don't know. And then, like, we see, like, it's the, like, last time that we see, like, Ruth's, like, sadness, sadness from Frank, where we don't see her face. She doesn't come to the door. She just is, like... Knows it's edgy there, even though, like, they live states and hours apart. Yeah. And she's just like, mama died. Well,
1: and she's sitting
0: <laughs> at the window. Yeah. Waiting for them to come. Yep. Like,
1: she she sends the letter. She sends up her flare. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, I'm not moving from this spot until I know that people are coming to get me who are going to save me from this horrifying situation. Yeah. Because my ally and my person and my, like, most important person in my life is now gone. And I'm not surviving this Mm -hmm. by myself because I live with a monster. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I know. Uh, It's just so sad. The
1: one... There is one moment, though, where I feel like she goes back into a small glimpse of, like, the power Frank has over her and it is the night that he shows back up Mm -hmm. in the fucking KKK rally. Um, And he comes into the house and he threatens her and, and Sipsy. And when... Iggy comes back home, she's holding Buddy Jr. by the window, and she's, like, in that trance state again.
0: Yeah.
1: And it's, God, it's such good acting, because Yeah. I wonder if that was in the script, or if yeah. Mary Louise Parker is like, I'm going to have that emotional beat, and that's what I'm going to look like when I'm with Frank, or near Frank, or he's been around me at all. Mm-hmm. Like, I such know. good acting. The
0: dissociation, like, that yes. we see through, like, the camera lens is incredible. Yeah. And, like, it's just, like, captured so well. Because, like, I don't know. Like, nothing to me and like, my experience, like, is scarier than when I've seen that, like, in, like, loved one's eyes. Yeah. And, like, so I can, like, I felt for Edgy so, like, I teared up a bit when we, like, watched that scene. Like, when Edgy comes back and is, like, what happened? Like, give me the baby. Like, I'll tell a joke. Cut the tension. Yeah. This is how I disassociate. Like, you know. It's just so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. hmm Yeah, but I just love that it's, like, told through these, like, generations of women, too. Yeah. Because, like, we see, like, Frank's, like, last, like, big act of abuse when Idgy's trying to take Ruth and Julian and George are there to help, and Frank comes in, beats the shit out of Edgy tries to beat the shit, like, beats the shit out of Ruth, and then, like, starts to, like, take her upstairs to do Lord knows what. Yeah. And, um... And then, like, after that scene where Ruth safely gets away, and she's, like, gone to go live with Iggy, then, like, it's the grocery store, and, like, Evelyn's at checkout with her friend Yoga mm-hmm. Jones, and they're talking about masturbation. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, being, like, actualized women, and then the mullet guy, like... Pushes past her, and she's just like, like, hey, like, come on, yeah. And he's just like, screw you, immediately, yeah. And I just was like, I thought that it was just so it was like seeing like sexism like through the years because it was like a young white man doing that to a woman and feeling like he could, and then she's like, that was mean. Like, why did you do that? Like, you shouldn't say that to me because she, I feel like was starting to like get agency at that part in this point in the story. And also, she was clearly older than him. Yeah. Like, her son was probably older than this kid was. And she's like, could you apologize to me? And he just is like, get out of here, bitch. And then, like, she drops all of her groceries, and it's just so sad. And then she, like, goes and cries to Nanny. Yeah. And, like, I was like, that's, like, I see that bullshit on the train all the time. And -hmm. people are like, and I feel like now, in 2018, people are like, well, that's, like, that image is sexism. Yeah. What we experience isn't. Where, like, back then, like, in, like, the 20s, it's seen as, like, well, it's not like he's, like, hitting, they talk about this one day at a time. Or it's like, you want to see sexism, go in the army. He's, like, you know, smacking my ass and, like, whatever. I'm like, that's, it's all bad. It's all, yeah. Like, yeah. I just, my notes were just, like, toxic masculinity, yeah. white supremacy at work, fuck you, mullet boy. Uh Sexism, two ways. <laughs> oh, my God. Me absolutely insane. Yeah. And then, like, it moves, I think it, like, moves into the, like, KKK scene after this, like. Yep. Oh, yeah, because in this scene, like, after that, they talk about Albert. Do we want to have a moment to talk about Albert? Yes. Ninny's. Ninny's love. Yeah. Her son. I don't, like, I think that, I remembered that this was a point in the movie, but I. This is the first time in, like, uh, in this watching of it, I it, like, got to me mm-hmm. this time. And I think it's just because, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like now, and we, you know, work in a city, and, like, we obviously have, like, very specific, like, ties to, um, like, diverse learners mm-hmm. <laughs> and, like... You know, and hearing like our story, where like Ninny's like, they didn't even want me to see him. They wanted me to just put him in a, put him in a home, yeah, and everything like that. And it just makes me sad because it makes me think of when this movie was like written, when that when Evelyn and Ninny are having this conversation, is like the late eighties, and like that was still going on in the late eighties, and like and then in the nineties, and like it was either that or like people just didn't know what to do, and like. Um, I have a cousin who lives in a like institution. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like like good and great and he's like doing really well, but like, I don't know. like it's still like it still like hurts my heart because like he's he's older than me and like I'm like, uh, like with the kids like I work with I'm like, yeah. I don't like it just hurts that like, we have all these inclusionary things, but then I'm nervous for when they're adults. Yeah, because like the world is still not adjusting. Nope.
1: And yeah, to them. we have that conversation all the time because, um, yeah, it's like they're 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 very close to that age, and they're going to be eighteen and like, or nineteen. Um, and we talk about it all the time. Like, sure, we are doing these things, and we certainly are not going to stop, but. Um, what's the world going to be like for them? And will other people understand that? And, um, yeah, yeah, I also, I just think it's interesting that again, it was like, you know, it was a doctor who at the time was a man. Mm -hmm. Um, and he was just like, no, let me, (laughs) let me just like skip over what you think altogether and what might be your feeling and say, this is too much for you. Like he should probably just go to an institution and she's like, give me the baby I just pushed out of myself, please Mm -hmm. shut up give me the baby
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and like, don't, don't ever try to take him away from me again. Yeah. And then yeah. she's like, he's the joy of my life. He's, he doesn't, mm-hmm. he, 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 counts. Like yeah. he's a person who counts to me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's just like, I don't know. I just feel like that is just so misunderstood and just, I don't know. It's just like a bummer. Yeah, Cause like I have like, I have a, um, my one cousin who, like, lives in, like, a, like, group living situation, mm-hmm. and he, um, can't speak. So, like, it was very difficult, like, when I was, like, a kid, I didn't, like, no one understood what was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, especially, like, the access in the town where I'm from, and the town where he's from, um, was extremely limited. Um, but, like, and then, like, I ha- also have a- another cousin who's, like, kind of, like, the juxtaposition of him where my other cousin, um, sounds like Albert, but, uh, this is my cousin, um, I'm gonna edit his name out later, um, Brian, but, like, he, uh, I think he's, like, 40 now. He's older, he's a lot older than me, but, like, he, like, he still lives at home with his mom and, like, you know, like, it's still, like, the deal, but, like, he f- was just given more tools And he also, he can speak, but he was given more tools um, than my other cousin um, was to, like, kind of figure stuff out. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's just totally, like, it's, like, class um, availability and just, like, education availability Mm -hmm. for parents. Like, I mean, we were all in the same family, and we all tried to, like, my, like, aunts and uncles, like, I come from a gigantic family, and they all, like, worked together to, like raise all the kids we all were kind of raised together yeah um and like everyone like could tell that like you know these two cousins of mine like needed like extra care in this way and like you know me and some of my other cousins need extra care in the, the other way and like you know our like really young cousins like need different care in a different way now yeah um but like it's just i don't know like they just have they live in the same town and they happen to go to different schools yeah. Like, you know, so mm-hmm. it's just like, I don't know.
1: That, that tiny circumstance changed like the course of
0: yeah. each of their mm-hmm.
1: lives. Yeah. yeah. And obviously different different abilities, different levels and things like that. But mm-hmm.
0: yeah. I know. I like talking about it too. Yeah. I'm like putting a name to anything like that like autism is a thing. Uh-huh. You know, because I didn't know that that's what either of my, co- I didn't know either of my cousins were autistic until like I was an adult. Yeah. And I, like, learned about it, like, in a college class. And I was like.
1: <laughs> yeah. These are my cousins. Yeah. <laughs> like, I yeah. get
0: it. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. RIP Albert. Somebody's sad to so ask. Yeah,
1: I, it's, I, I do think, like, for the purpose of a, of a movie. Yeah. Um, I think that it's really cool and really well, well done the way that they add it. Because I also, another thing I was marveling at is like, obviously Nini narrates the majority of the movie, so she's talking a lot. Yeah. And sometimes she, like, you don't know how she's gonna um, say things, like if she's gonna have the language, or if she's gonna have the, like, I guess terminology to to talk about things. (laughs) Yeah. But she does, and she does it pretty well, and it's clear that she's someone who, like, had a lot of different circles and a a, a degree of diversity for what she could in her life. and, um, I I think it's really nice and really well written and it's inclusive that they put it in there. It was like probably two minutes or less of the film. Yeah. And they put it in there and they did not take it out. Yeah. And it mattered. Mm -hmm. You know? Because it kind of tells you like Nini had a life and then you think about Nini's life and Mm -hmm. yeah.
0: I know. And I think that that's just like great, like, the way that they talk about otherness throughout the movie. Mm -hmm. So, like, we see a lot of different versions um, of otherness in a movie, which, like, I'll be honest, I'm not sure if I can, like, think of a movie or book that, like, captures it in such a, like, authentic way. Like, we have um, the, like, difference in experience for George and Sipsy, like if we think about like how old Sipsy maybe was, I don't know, and but her parents definitely were slaves. Mm-hmm. Sipsy may have been a slave mm-hmm. when she was born. We don't know because she's like older. Yeah, when it's like you know nineteen twenty something. Yeah, and like we see like how that changes and like George and his sister, aunt, that young girl that was like throughout it I thought she was Mrs. Otis right (laughs) yeah (laughs) but like you know just like throughout this like story and then we see Smokey Lonesome Mm -hmm. an alcoholic that like to like hearken to our conversation the other day like where like you see like that addicts need to be taken care of where like Mm -hmm. these are all people that would like would have been pushed out
1: Mm -hmm. I don't know yeah, like
0: single motherhood yeah lesbians Lesbians, (laughs) lesbians <laughs> most importantly
1: uh-huh yeah they had like a whistle stop was like a, a definitely a haven definitely mm-hmm. a sanctuary well and another thing that you were just saying about Sipsy was um, again like uh, Ninny puts it nicely at the almost at the very end and she's like no one would ever have like believed or acquitted Sipsy and like even in that situation, Big George had like a tiny degree of more power than Sipsy. Yeah. Because as we know, like for her to be a black woman in Alabama slash Georgia mm-hmm. at the time, like you could not be more powerless. Yeah. Um. As as she was, and so, um, yeah. I think it's funny that they kind of they called that out pretty clearly. Yeah. And they put that out there. I never noticed it until we watched it this time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I know, that's another reason why I was like... It's in 2018, in the United States, watching this movie again. It's been, I told I think I told you, it's been like a couple years since I've watched Brown Green Tomatoes. Because Liz felt like I tricked her into watching the saddest movie that ever happened. Um, like, it's just so haunting that when I used to watch it all the time, even where I'm from, we had a KKK, um, like, I saw, like, KKK regularly growing up, mm-hmm. and, like, I saw, like, neo-Nazis regularly growing up, and, like, we have rules in my high school that, like, boys specifically were not allowed to shave their heads. If they ha- were gonna do a buzz cut, they had to have at least a quarter of an inch of hair on their head, so Aww. they wouldn't be, like, so they couldn't, like, they, I was, like, them, like... Like, in Chicago, you can't wear hats in school because yeah. it's seen as, like, gang affiliation. Where yeah. I'm from, you can't shave your head because then it's seen as skinhead affiliation. Yeah. Um, and, like, like there was a... Like, the boys weren't allowed to have the number 88 for their jerseys mm-hmm. um, and everything. But, like, it was still seen as, like, such a, like... I come from a racist town and a racist upbringing, and a racist experience, but, like, still, like, for, like, a lot of the people I was around, like, they were, like, KKK, neo-Nazis, like, this, they're insane, they're assholes, fuck that noise, like, even if, like, it was still, like, people, like, experiencing and being a part of racism in a lesser degree, but, like, now, in the country, I wonder who would watch this and be, like... It's, like, the same thing, I feel Literally like. Literally the same, yeah. Like, we can, like, we have more access in 2018 to, like, see the scene where the KKK shows up at the Whistlestop Cafe, shoots through their window with yeah. a rifle. Yeah. And then is, like, flogging George. Just openly
1: in the middle of mm-hmm. the goddamn town.
0: Yep. Yeah. I feel like that we have a higher propensity to, like, see that. Maybe not in certain parts of Chicago yeah maybe not even in certain parts of Illinois I have no idea yeah. but like that's the something that is happening mm-hmm. in our country now more than it has been
1: mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah
0: mm-hmm. white men are the worst, the
1: worst.
0: Mm-hmm. and if you're a white man if you're a white cis man if you're a white cis het man and you listen to this podcast I appreciate you for listening to this yes you need to do a lot of work <laughs> I, as a white person, I know I need to fucking put the work in. Doing
1: work. Yep.
0: I think about that constantly. hmm no, I'm gonna cry.
1: hmm
0: It's just so sad. Yep. And it's just so, like... Because, like, it's... I see, <laughs> another. <laughs> all cast Fuck Frank! Another one. <laughs> there it is. Oh, my God. He's just, like, the embodiment of, like, white... Supremacy and toxic masculinity.
1: Yeah, just it's like that one part. Well, it, it is the his basically his final scene where he's trying to take Buddy Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, he just you know, he beats everything out of his way. He punches Sipsy to get out of her way. He punches the yeah, he like swings the door open. He punches um, Smokey, Smokey twice. Um,
0: yeah, just
1: at, like a like a fucking bull in a china shop. Like, no one can stop me. I can do whatever I want. I can hit whatever I want. Yeah. Where does that come from? Like, what is that power? I don't think I've ever felt that much power in my life.
0: No. I know. Like, the... I... I think I was probably just talking to Liz about this. But the time in my life when I was, like, seen... And that I personally experienced the most privilege, which really made me deeply uncomfortable because I felt like I was not being authentically seen as me was when we worked downtown. Yeah. And when I um was still actively on tea and I was still actively binding and I was um like I had a beard, I had the haircut, I wore a tie every day, and then like when I would like go around and like in, like, sh- like shopping or, like, whatever, and I just, like, existed in the world, for the most part, like, it was a literal, like, men's club, like, like, I was, like, seen automatically as every guy's friend, it was always a, like, hey buddy, like, what do you need, like, can I help, like, blah, blah, blah. And it just is, like, I remember the first thing that happened was when I had just started tea, and I was, like, at the Seven Eleven that I had gone to all the time to, like, get donuts and beer. And I had, like, gone there a bunch, and then my voice dropped, and I started growing facial hair, and then, the, like, like, teenage dude behind the counter was just like, oh, hey, man, like, blah, 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 like, do you need this or that? And I just was like, what is happening? Yeah. I know. Just to, like, access to, like, that you have, like, power in numbers... And not, and not
1: that you weren't, but that I'm, um, yeah. that a man doesn't walk through the earth afraid, yes. um, like living in fear, you know? Yes. Um,
0: That's something I think about now because like now my, like, I get read as a woman much more mm-hmm. and, um, it's like something where I'm like, it's something that I have to like re like learn how to cope with, like walking around seen as a woman. And then also um, something that I think is interesting is that I get read about a fourth of the time, twenty five percent, as a trans woman, and so like I'm right. like, oh, like it's just like a very like specific th- piece that like that's why I like living where I live, like it's all all queer, mm-hmm. you know, and everything like that, and I like have now in my life a lot of access. And privilege to be able to live where I live and like be able to live with my wife and everything's fine, but like mm-hmm. nerve-wracking. Yep, yeah. which is why Itchy is a hero.
1: A hero. A hero. Smashing like glass ceilings. So many scenes. Left, right, yeah. up, down. <laughs> Just
0: She owned a business
1: with her wife. She wore men's clothes from the time she was a child.
0: Yeah. And if anyone said anything about it, bye. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, I know, which is also like one thing that I kind of miss about like, not miss maybe, but like just that like small town, like small, I use small family because my family is about the size of a small town, (laughs) like mentality where it's just kind of like when you're in here, people will, like, just accept you because they're like, well, we're a family, we're a community. Like, this is just how, this is how change happens individually. And we even saw it, like, in Fried Green Tomatoes with, like, like, yes, like, for Iggy's parents, I'm sure Sipsy and George were seen as they were the hired hands and they were kept over here. But to, like... Iggy and Ninny, they grew up with them. Yeah. They were they were their family. And, like, they took care of each other. Like, L- Ninny literally took care of Mrs. Otis yeah. until she died. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's just, I don't know. I think it's just so interesting. Yeah,
1: it definitely is. It definitely is.
0: Yeah. I don't know. So many notes. Mm-hmm. Uh, should we talk about the reason why we're here today? Yes, to talk about Ruth's Ruth's death scene.
1: You know what's interesting. I never, until you said that, I never thought of it as untimely. But obviously it is because her child has not even like hit puberty. like it is untimely. Um, yeah. And I think for me, the only reason I didn't think it was untimely was because it was at the end of the movie. So for me, I was like, okay, this is, you know, the movie's done. So it's, it makes sense. But her life was not even half over. Yeah. And she was finally, like, Frank was gone. The trial was over. She was finally, like, it was, she could be at peace.
0: Yeah.
1: And everything had worked out. And she could just live out her days owning a business Mm -hmm. with the person she loved the most in the world and raising the other person she loved the most in the world. Um, And, like... Yeah. And then she, you know, she had to die. So what do we understand as what she dies of? Is it the same thing as her mother?
0: No, I think her mom was just, like, older and, like, got sick. And when they talked about coughing up blood, maybe it was cancer. Yeah. But for Ruth, and I think they talk about this explicitly in the book, um, or maybe I'm just inventing this, but I think she gets, like, ovarian cancer or, like, uterine Mm. cancer. So she's taken, like, she's, like... Not even 40 yet. Yeah. She's taken, like, young. hmm You know? hmm it's just, like, so sad. And it just makes me think, like... Then Iggy spends 40 years without Ruth. Yeah. But never looks at another soul. Yeah. And, like... I don't know. All right, let's talk specifically about Ruth's death scene. Because okay. I have feelings. That's, like... That, like, scene is, like, the, the images in that scene have really been burned in my brain for decades at this point. Mm-hmm. The, like, when Sipsy stops the, like, grandfather clock with her hand yes. to freeze it at 5.40 p.m.
1: Oh.
0: Uh. Oh, it's just so sad.
1: hmm And what an old-fashioned thing. Yeah. I know people, I'm sure, still do that, but, like,
0: yeah. Yeah, and, like, putting the, like... Um, covering the mirrors, which Mm -hmm. is, like, very Shiva. Yeah. Um, but, like, I don't know. I thought it was so... They're, like, Sipsy knew. Sipsy could tell, like, in that moment. Buddy Jr. came in and was, like, upset about, um... Everything. Yeah. His mom's dying. Yeah. Um, and about, like, baseball, because, like, he lost part of his arm. Yeah. Um, and... Like, Sipsy gives Ruth and Edgy. She's like, all right, you two need to be alone. I'm like, "Ah, Sipsy ships it. Like, yes. She gets it. Um, And just, like, the, like, lines that, like, Ruth says, and just, like, the second that Edgy comes in the room, and she's just like, hey, girl. I'm like, oh, Ruth. Mm -hmm. And then she's like, go on, y'all, be charmer. I'm like, oh, my God. (laughs) Like... And she
1: makes her tell a story.
0: I know. She's like, Come on, I'm not a fool. <laughs> like and she's just like kinda like like flirting with her, like how they like flirted, like when they first like met and mm-hmm. everything like that in the first summer. they like hung out or like they're like flirting with each other in the still the same way. And mm-hmm. it's just so great to like see that. And she's like, I imagine going through like tremendous, horrible pain. Yeah. Um, but, like, still was so, like, happy to be with Iggy. And yeah. it's just like, all right, tell me a story. Like, I don't want to hear about your sadness right now. Like, mm-hmm. I can tell you're sad. I'm sad, too. But, like, I want to remember the good shit. Yeah. And then Iggy tells, the, like, sad story. they like, I think this is the third time in the movie we, like, hear the story about... about the ducks. The yeah. ducks. And the link. And I thought it was so great, like, how they structured the scene, Where, like, Ruth is, like, almost, like, become part of the bed. And, like, her white gown. Um, And Iggy goes, like, into, like, another alcove of the room. And it's just looking out the window. Mm -hmm. Because she can't look at Ruth while she tells the story. And then, like, while she's telling the story, you, like, if you, like, really fucking watch Ruth, you, like, see her, like, close her eyes. slowly And, like, kind of, like sink in And I think,
1: I think Edgy knows too. Yeah. And I think like that's part of her, obviously she's crying for a lot of reasons. And, um, but I think it's part of why she's crying because she has to walk away. Like she can't watch her do that. She can't watch her die. And, um, she has to look out the window. And I think like her voice and just everything about it is so genuine and so true, and the way that she's overcome, and like,
0: yeah, oh,
1: uh, so good, Itchy. and then I lo- I mean, I don't love it, but like,
0: yeah, it's coming back
1: in and rocking so... with her, and yeah, letting her take her moments,
0: yeah, mm. it's just so good, yeah, and then we get to like, which is like kind of rare in. and television is we get to like experience camaraderie with our sadness for Ruth's death as an audience because Evelyn hears it as a story she knows it's a real person like in this world but like we get to see what we're experiencing and that's Evelyn crying yeah and then talking about how much death scares her. Yes. And yes. Then Nini being like, it's all right. I'm like about, I'm, I'm not about, jumping about off falling. Yeah. And it's all right. With her crazy. Yeah. I know.
1: Yes, that's actually, that was so comforting. And I didn't even realize that that was happening to me, but you're absolutely right.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. Oh, man. So good. And then like the like juxtapositions of the like, is someone else dying? They do that twice in the movie where they like make a joke about. Yes. Did
1: this person die? Yes. <laughs> no. Twice. Twice. Mrs. Mrs. Otis is dead? Does Ninny die in the book? Or like um, at any point, like later?
0: I th- think so, but I don't remember. I want to reread the book again. The book was really good, and it like really like flushed out. So you get to see like more of like Evelyn doing these things on her own that are supposed to fix her marriage. <laughs> cool ed i know oh my god i wrote that down as like a line where it's just like where is it those classes i've been taking hasn't been helping us one bit because it's just been you by yourself girl yeah oh my god also when it's towards the end of the movie after we witness ruth's passing and then evelyn's just like Uh, I want Nini to move in with us, Ed, but, like, the way that she, like, explains it, it's like, what did I put? The way Evelyn presents Nini moving in with them is, like, she wants to invite her into their marriage. Yeah. (laughs) Like, girl. Yeah. Too much. Um. She's family to me.
1: Yeah, and I, and she, I love the way that Evelyn just clearly and without apology states several times what nanny means to her and why Mm -hmm. and why she has to do this Mm -hmm. she's like i'm not really i'll explain it to you because i feel like it she gave me an essential thing that i needed and now i need to give it back to her Mm -hmm. i'm telling you i'm not asking you
0: Mm -hmm. wow and if you won't listen to reason there's (laughs) always To Wanda. And you oh kind of like get a flash of her character in Misery for a minute. And
1: you're just like, yes! <laughs> like she'll Kill smash him. Butt.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. It's Hogmoreland time.
1: <laughs> oh. I kind of went a little too far into thinking like what were the logistics of that situation. Me too. Like who were the, who...
0: Who cut him up.
1: Yes. Was it Big George and Edgy? Was it Edgy by herself? It was probably poor goddamn George who had to do it by himself. He probably had to clean and dress the corpse. Like, well, he probably loved it. Um, I don't know, for all I know, but it doesn't seem like that was George's nature. Um, yeah. yeah, I was just thinking I was thinking a little too hard about it, and then I was like, well, no, let me just not.
0: I was too. I don't know. It just, like... Um, it reminded me very vividly because there's a scene in the show Dollhouse where they, like, it's a v- similar character but, like, set in, like, 2009 where, like, it's an abusive man and he's a fucking creep. Um And then they, like, spoilers, like, kill this dude. He's the worst. It's, like, an episode and they, like, he's introduced for an episode and then they kill him. And then they, like, show without showing because it's network TV. They, like, go over the logistics of how to, like, dismember this, this gentleman yeah and then they like show like one of the kid, the like nerd character like just like
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> just like sawing him uh i know
1: i think there were moments in american horror story maybe coven and maybe mm-hmm. a different one where they do that too or they at least like try to go into how to explain explaining how to like Play. dispose of the body in that way
0: um bleah. really gross bleah, really bleah, terrible bleah. Really gross. Oh, my God. Secrets in the sauce. Secrets in the sauce. I loved that Sipsy, like, made sure to, like, the, like, other black guy that, like, came home, he's like, we want some barbecue. And she was like, get the fuck out. No. (laughs) Not today, you don't.
1: Yes. I thought it was so funny that it was, like, maybe not funny, but, like, it was her job to carry out the the thing. Like, Mm -hmm. I've got to cook this to... Today I've got to make sure it's not served to anyone else. Mm-hmm. It's just going to this asshole, who looks like he reminds me of like an off-brand like Peter Pettigrew. He just looks like a rat, yes, like a terrible he looks rat. So ratty. Um, and also, what a psycho to keep hanging around for five years, years just to try to put one of these people away. Like, get oh a my damn God.
0: life. It what was is your deal? Worst.
1: Yeah. Oh hi. Hi. hi.
0: hi. Share my <laughs> hi. All right. Back from a little <laughs> drink refresher. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I feel like right before we got more drinks um, that we were... Oh, we were talking about, like, hog-boiling time. And talking about how yes. we, like, we pictured them, like, dismembering Frank Bennett's, like, corpse.
1: The logistics.
0: Yeah. And how much I just loved the, like, idea of, like, a lesbian... A man of color, woman of color, feeding a white man that was dead. It was, like, the embodiment of, like, toxic masculinity. <laughs> like, sauced up to a white man. <laughs>
1: Who was trying to destroy them.
0: Who was trying to... De- it's just, like, uh, poetic justice. Incredible. Just, like, the most beautiful thing on the, the planet. Best. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Hmm. And,
0: like after that like we cause at that point when we like finally learn who actually killed Frank it's we're back in we're physically in Whistle Stop in like what's seen as like present day in the 80s with Evelyn and Ninny yeah and like I don't know this I saw that that like cause it starts it starts the first scenes it starts with like the truck being pulled out and then like Evelyn and Ed on the way to the nursing home make a wrong turn into Whistle Stop right and then, um, then we're back at, like, kind of the, like, back at the beginning, like, you know, and it's Evelyn and Ninny, um, in Whistle Stop, and I thought it was so interesting how they ended it that we got to learn that Iggy's still, like, alive and, like, running around,
1: mm-hmm.
0: like a lunatic in the woods, I imagine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I hope that her hair is just, like, gray and, like, down to her knees. But that's what
1: I wanted to talk about. Like, what do we think her life looks like now? I think they say that she's selling honey. hmm Which, like, and it's only, to me, it's, like, poetically appropriate that what she's going to do for the rest of her life to make a living is be bee B-termer.
0: And, yeah.
1: And she's going to do it every day. Mm-hmm. And that's maybe what, like, more people are going to start calling her. Maybe what her company's called, like, for all
0: we know. I know. Or the
1: label she puts on her jars or something like that. Yeah. Um,
0: I love it. I know. And also, like, it made me think of, like, this time that, like, for a long time watching this movie, I just, when I, like, learned that Iggy was still alive, and we see the note from Iggy that's, like, fresh and new on Ruth's grave, which made me cry every mm-hmm. single time. Um... I just thought, like, immediately after, like, Ruth died that, like, Edgy just went back to the woods and started running around like a lunatic, but, like, like, she did after Buddy died, but, like, she wouldn't have because she raised Buddy Jr. Yeah. But, like, we don't know, like, where, I'm interested to know where he is and, like, what he's doing.
1: It's like we have, they have a whole, Mm -hmm. she has a whole life. Mm -hmm. She's lived a whole life.
0: And you're right, I agree, like, she's
1: not gonna go back to that, like, heartbroken person... Yeah. ...who can't move forward, because she has had not enough, never what she deserved, but she has had, like, love in her life, and she... Yeah. ...has survived so much, and still deserved to have her person forever, but...
0: Yeah. Yeah. I know, that's what, like, the, like... (laughs) My, like, last notes for the, like, last images in the movie is they show us, um... Like, Evelyn goes up to Ruth's grave and, like, picks up the note next to the fresh jar of honey mm-hmm. that's obviously from Iggy, and it says, I'll always love you, like, from the Beach Armor. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, how did I not see that there are <laughs> lesbians in love? Yeah. Um, and then, like, one of the, like, ending shots, um, the, like, sweeping, like, 90s, 80s, like, orchestral, like, music is that um, we see it's the it's a shot of the graveyard and we see like the outline of like one of the other graves the jar of honey like sealed with a cloth Mm -hmm. on the gravestone with the note that just says ruth on it the like card and it's ruth and then like all we see written on ruth's um gravestone is forever so, like, I was, like, the last things we, like, see is just Ruth forever. And then I wrote, and I'm crying. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, that's, like, the yeah. end. And I'm, like, it is Ruth forever. Yep. Oh,
1: my God. And I love that we also, like, I think the last frame before the credits roll is the sign that Ruth is painting. Yeah. In the middle of the movie when they're opening the cafe.
0: She's she's yeah. painting the
1: fried green tomatoes at the Whip- Whistle Stop Diner. Yeah. Or cafe. Um, yeah,
0: fried green tomatoes. Served hot. Served hot. Whistle Stop Cafe. Ugh. I want to, like, get a group of queers together and, like, open a Whistle Stop Cafe yeah. and just make it this, like, queer barbecue,
1: <laughs> like... That would be an amazing, <laughs> I know, that's like, my dream. ...reference and, mm-hmm. like, again, a sanctuary. Um, yeah.
0: Oh my god. And honestly, the only other thing that I, like, thought about consistently throughout this movie was, like... I want that as a tattoo, and I want that as a tattoo, yeah. and I want this image as a tattoo. Mm-hmm. Like, I just need to get a whole sleeve of nothing but fried beef tomatoes, tattoos. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, man. Just Tawanda.
1: Tawanda! Tawanda the Avenger. Tawanda the Avenger! Uh-huh.
0: The, when Evelyn, like, uses that, after she, like, rams in the, like, most quotable, like, scene in the movie, when she, like, rams into the back car of those, like, two young gals, which, like, for, like, reasons, it bothered me a little bit that, like, it was, like, an older woman, like, kind of, like, not working in solidarity with a younger woman. But, like, for the point of the movie, and, like, in that section, it, like, made sense that that was, like, her awakening, and she was just, like, I'm just gonna, like, blah, 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 blah on your, like, tiny little red beetle, and, like... Like we're younger and faster, and she's like I'm older and I have better, better insurance, insurance. <laughs> and like that like monologue she does where she's just like I'm gonna put bombs in Playboy and penthouse, <laughs> yes, and I'm just gonna machine gun like you know rapist genitals like ah. yeah. In the book, it's like four pages long <laughs> of Evelyn like going through like all these things, all her plans and
1: her dreams. And, yeah, and I just oh. remember
0: I like very like distinctly remember like sitting at like a Whole Foods while I was reading it, and, like, just, like, I was probably on, like, a work break or something, and just, like, reading that whole, and I just was, like, snapping while I was reading, like, (laughs) yes, Evelyn! Evelyn, (laughs) yes, girl. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, so funny. We'll name our cat that. (laughs) Yes. Tawanda the Avenger. Tawanda.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think that's, God, is there anything else that I wanted to say? I just got so distracted, and I had to pay attention. Like, I had to. I couldn't take notes. Yeah, Because I just had to experience it. But I did like, yeah, I I think I was just saying off mic that it's just a, the the film is so easy to pick apart because it was a book and it is so literary and there's a lot of symbolism and there's just a lot of stuff happening that I, and I think it's great and really wonderful that you and I both had separate, very like emotional experiences with this movie throughout our young years and like childhood and growing up. Yeah. And I think it's like, there's something to, I hope this is still a thing for kids of like, For me, it would be, like, sleepy weekends where, like, I don't know what my parents were doing, but I would, like, turn on TNT. Yes. And it would be on. And I would be like, oh, I know this movie. That's the one where it's in the old times, but it's also in the 80s. Yes. And, like, then I realized what it was called. And then I realized where I could find it. And Mm -hmm. it stayed a part of my life. Yeah.
0: Exactly. I love
1: that about, like... That, so I don't know if that was specific to our childhood. I hesitate to say, like, mm, kids now won't blah, 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 because I hate <laughs> that. Um, <laughs> they certainly will. Like, they have TVs, and they watch TV, and so um, I, I just, know. I love it. I love things that mean something to you as a kid and keep meaning something to you.
0: Yes. Love it. It's so good. It's my favorite thing. That's, like, what, I, I like, f- um, another podcast I listen to, or, like, Um, I adore them. It's these, uh, two Australian cows, it's called A Cup of Gay Tea, and their, like, new thing now is that they'll, like, be like, all right, pick a movie that, like, is, like, not a gay movie, but should be remade as a gay movie. Yeah. And, like, for me, I just keep, like, sending, like, and we keep talking about, like, like, all these movies, like, I'm like, ooh, they were so formative to my childhood, but they're all, like childhood movies or like m- kids movies or like you know movies i watched when i was like 10 and stuff like that where i'm like a league of their own like so poignant Like yes. you know casper I'm like fried green tomatoes it should be gayer right they should More all ex- be gayer yeah. yeah mulan um yeah but like oh man it's just so good mm-hmm. so should we did you think about like who would be in your remake no i was totally i know i, I was too present
1: I guess like, cause that's well, that's that's where I'm left now. I guess like, we could start by saying like, who do we know are women who are queer who act?
0: Uh huh. Maybe
1: it's not their only, but like, I guess Kristen, Kristen Stewart. Um, mm. I guess like. Ruby Rose.
0: <laughs> um, I know. I honestly thought of like, for like Iggy, um, I thought like Elise Bauman would be know, like. Interesting. She's in Carmilla series. Like, yeah, look her up. A picture of her. I think it's just because she more, like, looks like the character of Edgy to me. And I think that she would be funny playing that character. Um, and then, like, for Ruth, I, like, pictured... I can't remember this woman's name, but she's on Legends of Tomorrow. Um... And that's, like, where the extent of my, like, imagination mm-hmm. ended.
1: I actually do think that Sarah Paulson would be good in one of the roles. Probably Ruth.
0: Yeah. Um, if it
1: were earlier. Like, yeah. Maybe not now.
0: Um, yeah, she would have been a solid.
1: Because then there's all these women that, like, people have theories about, but it's not confirmed. Like, yeah. you know, like Alice and Janney and, um,
0: Yeah. you know, people like that. I'm going to look up with that... Uh, Gal, I follow her on Instagram. I should know her name. Oh, this is <laughs> Oh, no, that's bread. Whatever. Let me look up uh who that Legend of Tomorrow human being is because I think that like the two of them and that's like the extent of my imagination. Legend of Tomorrow Amara Amaya is her name. That to me I'm like, oh I just love it if she was Ruth images there we go her like as Ruth her and Elise Bauman oh, for the remake
1: oh yeah <laughs> hell yeah
0: that we have zero budget for right <laughs> we can dream yeah
1: this is great she's beautiful uh-huh.
0: I want to, like, say what her actual name is. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, Maisie Richardson. Mm. Seems to be her name. Yes. Maisie Richardson Sellers, who plays Amaya. Slash Vixen. Vixen. I know. Uh, So that's my remake. Do we have any final thoughts?
1: (sighs) No. I think I feel very... I feel so good that we watched that movie. I love that movie. Mm -hmm. It's a great weekend movie. It's so comforting.
0: That's so good. Yeah. It's just such a good... It's such a good movie, even though it's so sad. Yeah. Everyone should go watch it. And Mm -hmm. Secret of Bear Mountain.
1: I'm watching it tonight.
0: Should we just watch it after? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, "Uh, no.
1: You said that it's on YouTube, right?
0: Yeah, that's why I watched it it last. It's so good. I'm finding it.
1: I'll watch Christina Ricci do anything. Oh, my God. Watch her read the
0: phone book. I'm sure that'll be her new, like, artistic film. Yeah. (laughs) Um, All right. Let's end it by saying what we drank, what we poured one out for Ruth Jameson. Um, We had a bourbon and ginger beer concoction, and then we switched to um, a kombucha beer. That's bourbon peach American wild ale by Unity Vibration Brewery, and it's quite delicious. Mm. Good southern day drink and delight. Mm-hmm. And this is raw, gluten-free, and vegan. Wow. Oh, my God. Wow. I know. Ooh. You okay. got all the things. All right. Um, do you want to say where we can find you, or you want to just say bye and I'll say where we can find me?
1: I will just say goodbye for today, and thank you, everyone, for listening.
0: Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, and you can find Porn One Out on iTunes, brand new, Um do all the things, subscribe, rate it, um, leave a review. We'd love to hear from you. Um, You can also uh, find me on Patreon, um, which you can get some exclusive uh, fun treats from this podcast. And starting uh, this week, I will be doing live reactions, um, including me yelling at my TV screen recorded. Uh, to Supergirl and black lightning um, on patreon. It is uh, Patreon for poor out k rights. Um, and you can also find all this information on Tumblr at hashtag your shirt. That is hashtag spelled out H A S H T A G Y O U R S H I R T dot com. I spelled that right. And we're also on Twitter at poor one out uh, on Twitter uh yeah, that's it. Should we end it out with us both yelling Tawanda? Yes. Okay. On the count of three? <laughs> yeah. One, One two, two, three.
1: three. Tawanda!
0: Tawanda!